Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer in the 630 Chad Studios. Coming up, the new head coach of the Dallas Stars, Jim Montgomery. Along with uh, Hockey Hall of Fame Raider with the Post Media Group, Jim Matheson. On uh, the second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. 630 Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings, digitexsupplies.ca. We're going to head straight off to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. A reminder, they've got Nazareth, August the 10th at the River Cree. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. We're pleased to be joined on the line by the new head coach of the Dallas Stars. Uh, he was on our show last year after the Denver Pioneers won the NCAA championship. We welcome back to the show Jim Montgomery. Jim, it's Bob. How are you doing? Uh, it's great to be on your show, Bob. It's a good yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we appreciate you taking time to join us. I know you've been doing lots of interviews and that sort of thing uh, with the media, but you were also doing a fair amount of interviews, I'm told, uh, before ultimately coming to terms with the Dallas Stars. So, Hey, when you're hot, you're hot as a coach, right? So it's never it's never a bad thing when you have uh, different organizations interested uh, in you. Uh, why does the situation in Dallas uh, work uh, from your end and obviously from their end as well? What what about that partnership moving forward? Do you think works pretty well? You know, it's just I always make moves uh, dependent upon uh, the people I'm going to be able to work with, and uh, you know, Jim Mills just really impressed me with his confidence and his plan and. Um, and how he's going to execute getting the stars to the top level of the NHL. and um, That made me really comfortable. And then, uh, you know, the ownership group by Tom and Bob Gillardi, um, you know, they were outstanding to me. They were just really good people with good values. So um, you couple that with the opportunity to win on a roster that has a lot of potential. Um, and I just felt it was time to make a move. Well, it's interesting because you've had uh, – it's not like you've you've necessarily been fast-tracked. I mean, you've you've – taken all of the requisite steps along the way, right? I mean, from the, you know, being an assistant coach at one time at RPI, uh, geez, I think you were even an assistant at Notre Dame, uh, and then coaching in the USHL and then spending the last five full seasons at Denver. Uh, you won a national title there, and it's tough to win that NCAA championship. You could have the best team, and you guys might have had the best team this year, but uh, the fact of the matter remains, it's a, it's a single elimination tournament, and anything can happen. No, you're right. I mean, the NCAA tournament is a one-game shot, and you've got to be on. You can't uh, come with a B game, and if you do one day and the other team has their A game, you're you're going to be out. 
but uh, you know that going in, so you try and make sure you're peaking in March and uh, early April. A little bit different challenge with the National Hockey League. Uh, you know, you got to, and by your reputation, you're seen as a player's coach, and maybe that's a change even to when, you know, you played uh, in the NHL. You got 122 games in the league going back in the uh, in the 1990s. I mean, back then, I, I think, is it fair to say there, there's far more back and forth between the player and the coach today than maybe there was when you played 20, 25 years ago? No, I think that's very safe to say. You know, there was uh, it was more back when uh, in my playing days uh, you were told what to do, and uh, now it's more of a partnership. and uh, And I think that's healthy because I think everyone feels a part of it, and everybody feels like that uh, they're they're important in what's going on, especially when you're dealing uh, with your top players. You know, they they gotta have a say because they're the players that gotta go out and uh, make the plays to help you win. Uh, it's interesting. I, I read somewhere that you've got some sort of strategic keys. Uh, you know, you're, all coaches want to be puck possession. I mean, I, I, I was the SID at the University of Alberta. Claire Drake was a, a pressure coach in the 60s on the penalty kill when everybody else basically ran a static box. So, you know, I, but you have some principles in terms of face-off percentages that you want to see your team achieve. Can you maybe, and you, I know you've shared with them and they've been written about, but maybe give our listeners a, a, a couple of the sort of, uh, I guess, philosophies that you have that get uh, deployed in terms of what you're looking for to, to execute in the course of a game. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I believe in having a narrow focus uh, that keeps you in the now and allows players to uh, not overthink overthink the game and just go out and play and play on instinct. And um, I, I think there's some keys to the game. Everybody's wired is different in what they think the keys to success are, but like for us to win 55% of our face-offs, to me that you know you want to be a puck possession team, you got to start with it. Um, you got to take zero, uh, you know, undisciplined penalties. That 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 requires a lot of playing with emotion, but not playing emotional. Um, and then we don't want to give up three or more odd man rushes. That means we're uh, we're playing well as a five man unit on the ice, not giving up odd man rushes at our own blue line. And um, then it's net front battle, uh, which is keys uh, to taking away goalies' eyes and getting rebound goals, and also not allowing that to happen at your own net front. And um, did I say the special teams already? No, you didn't hit on the special but, teams. Yeah, that's the last one. Yeah, special teams, man. we got to win that. Well, I mean, I just watched Jim uh, and Oilers team, and, and I do the color during the season. I mean, Edmonton went from 5th to 31st in the league on the power play. It was unbelievable. They went from, they had their best power play since the mid-1980s, since 1985-86. They were at 22.3% last year, and they were, uh, you know, in the 14% this year. And that's with Connor McDavid, who was the NHL scoring champion, and the power play came dead last. And you know, if it's if you don't have goaltending and you don't have special teams in the NHL today, it's going to be tough to win. You're going to have to be an amazing five-on-five five team to find ways to win games. So power plays and penalty killing, uh, pretty special. One thing, did you when you were at Denver, did you uh, did you have a, a a number one goalie and a backup, or did you split the the, the goaltenders? Um, you know, I was there five years and. Um, three years I had a number one, two years I pretty much split. It just depends on, you know, what you have in that. We're joined right now by Jim Montgomery. The reason why I bring the question up, I have a theory when it comes to Western Conference teams that, uh, and, you know, Jim Neal spent a lot of money between, uh, you know, Kari Lettinen and Antti Niemi before making the, you know, getting Bishop in there. 
I, I don't know if, if goalies on teams in San Jose, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Dallas, those five teams in particular, if they can start 60 to 65-plus games because of the amount of travel that is uh, with those teams. I'd maybe like to get a thought on that from your perspective. Well, you know, that's um, the salient point you make because, uh, you know, the travel we have in the West, especially us uh, in Dallas, you know, we're home at 2.30. It doesn't matter where we go because we're usually losing time to the we're playing uh, Nashville, Chicago, St. Louis, which is relatively close. But um, you've got to have, uh, you know, your players rested in order for them to play well and the goalie position in particular because, uh, they're playing so many minutes, and and their focus is is amplified compared to every other player. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Uh, you, you got a pretty couple, uh, two pretty special players that have had some ups and downs. I mean, Tyler Sagan, in fairness, has been a prolific goal scorer since going to Dallas. Jamie Benz actually had the wider variance in, in terms of his play. I know you briefly hit on it, but you got to be excited about the opportunity to coach players. I, I mean, I know you had Borgstrom, and we're going to get to him in a second at Denver, and he's a he was a spectacular NCAA player, but just a thought on you know getting a, a chance to coach two guys that would be on the Canadian Olympic team. You know, it's uh, it's exciting. I mean, uh, they're they're two stars in the league, and they're very different, so they complement each other extremely well. I think that Jamie Ben is a power forward that can do it all, and is a will machine that um, brings his, wills his teammates along with him, and then you have. Tyler Sagan, who has that elite skill and the ability to uh, turn the momentum in a game with one shift. Yeah, absolutely. I, I spoke of Henrik Borgstrom. Can you educate our listeners on how special of a player the Florida Panthers have moving forward? No, he's a really skilled player, and, you know, it's going to take him a while to adjust to the NHL like it does for anybody coming into the best league in the world. Um, but once he does, I think people are going to see him do things with the puck that you don't see all the time. He's extremely creative. Um, he has a real gift offensively to put pucks to space and also uh, shoot the puck uh, in special places. Jim, do you think that today's player is much more open to NCAA coaches? I remember reading Jerry Cheever's book, uh, Goaltender. They talked about Ned Hartness uh, leaving Cornell after they won the 68 national title, Ken Dryden in goal, and they were not ready for him in Detroit. Claire Drake, the U of A, mid-1970s with the Edmonton Oilers and the WHA, didn't last the season. Uh, again, I mean, you know, Dave Haxtell's been in Philadelphia, and Ron Hextall doubled down after that team had lost 10 straight games in a row and said, hey, we're, this is our coach, we're sticking with him. But is it is the NHL much more open, do you think? And is that partially because there's a greater percentage of NCAA players coming in the league than ever before? Yeah, I think with that number of 33 to 35% of the players being NCAA guys, um, people are more open-minded. But you also look at the success. It doesn't matter where coaches come from. Whether it's, uh, you know, John Cooper and Jared Bednar from the American, the American Hockey League, or you have Blashell and Hextall from, from college hockey, or you have guys from the CHL, you have guys from Europe. I, I think if you're prepared and uh, you have the ability to communicate and get, get everyone to believe in the process that you're preaching, um, you know, and it makes sense to them, they're, they're going to they're gonna go behind it. Everybody wants to win. 
So as long as you have a good plan, uh, you're going to be okay. Dallas Stars head coach Jim Montgomery. A couple more questions for you, Jim. How hard was it to, to leave the guys in Denver? I mean, you got a couple kids there that are going to be going into their senior year next year. Uh, you, you'd already started, you know, pre, I guess, pre-recruiting or getting sort of verbal commitments out of younger kids that uh, were going to, you know, go the junior A path and not going into WHL as an example, even out of this region. That's got to be, a, I know the time was right for you, but you have loyalty to that program as well. Uh, it was a, you know, it was a really tough decision to leave Denver. The quality of life is outstanding. The people here are outstanding. The people I worked with, and especially the players and staff I got to work with every day, were very talented group and very committed. So it's not easy, but if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be having an opportunity to leave a great job for another great job. And final question for you, just in terms of your coaching influences along the way that uh, helped sort of uh, mold you, and, and, and of course, part of it's your own personality, but surely there's some things you've picked up along the way with some of the coaches you've played for. Yeah, you know, there's several coaches that I picked up a little bit. I really wasn't in one place very long to <laughs> say that there was one professional coach that influenced me the most. So the guy who influenced me the most, probably my, my college coaches, um, Sean Walsh and Grant Stamberg. But after that, like, I stole from Hitch. I stole from Tippett. You know, um, I, I, Billy Barber was great. Um, you know, Daryl Sutter I played for, Randy Carlisle I played for. So I was able to take a little bits of pieces and remember what made them really good and see if that would go with my personality. Jim, I'll leave you with this. Daryl Sutter had the greatest response ever after his team lost a, a Game 5 at home in a playoff series. Uh, he was asked... Uh, and so the series had been extended uh, as a result because the Kings hadn't closed the team off that they were playing. And he was asked, what did you say to the players after the game? And he said, playing at 11. <laughs> that's Daryl Sutter, right? I'd, so that's sort of an Alberta sensibility. Best of luck. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there rooting for you. I know Todd uh, McClellan was effusive in his uh, uh, praise for you in terms of the, you know Tyson's experience there. So uh, we look forward to touching base with you down the road. And please thank uh, one of the best PR guys in the business, Tom Hawley, for helping set this up as well, Jim. Will do for sure. Thanks for having me on, Bob. You bet. That is Jim Montgomery. He is the head coach of the Dallas Stars and guided the Denver Pioneers to a championship in 2017. I have been to Magnus Arena a couple times, uh, broadcast the game there, and Dave uh, Campbell, you will find this quite interesting. Mm -hmm. The other time I went, Wisconsin played Denver. And Wisconsin had a guy that appeared as though he wasn't going to sign with the Anaheim Ducks. His name was Justin Schultz. Oh, okay. I went to the game with Steve Tamalini. There was a player with Denver that night who was equally impressive in terms of his ability to move the puck, Joey Lalesia. And the Oilers ended up drafting Lalesia, and they got uh, they got Schultz uh, the next year. So there you have it. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting stuff. You bet. All right, we're going to take a quick uh, timeout. I've got a bunch of texts to get to. You can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. I can tell you, worth the drive to get your new ride. You can uh, also... Know that uh, guests in this show receive gift certificates from Japanese Village. Three locations, downtown Southside and Northside. This is Oilers Now.
When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Ched. It's 123 in Edmonton. Welcome back. Bob Stoffer, Dave Campbell with you in Oilers Now. Brennan Ulrich, uh, soon to be bailed out of a prison in Mexico. We'll see if he gets out of there or not. Uh, what do you think the chances are of that, Dave? Uh, I, you would think at this point when he's in the final, you know, 10, 15% of the trip that he'll get out okay. There you go. Yeah. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30. This text comes in. Bob, your show sucks. Worst thing on the station, they should replace you with a garden show. At least they don't overkill vegetables. Now, my dad has passed away, so I know he didn't text me that. I'm wondering if it's my cousin Michael, who I haven't talked to in the last 15 to 8. It's got to be a relative to be that uh, specific with the text. Well, thanks for the positive uh, feedback on uh, today's edition of Oilers Now. Thank you very much. You can text us at 630-630. Topher says, Bob, is that the Justin Schultz, uh, that great D-man that you guys chased out of town? Well... Topher, just to set the record straight, I was not one of the chasers of Jeff Petrie or Justin Schultz. I, the, you know, you want a, a player that I was, I was probably harder on Andrew Ference and Ryan Smith than I've been on any of the young players. So I had patience for Justin Schultz and for Jeff Petrie, and most people listening to the show know that to be the case. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, uh, could you let us know again that you were the SID at the University of Alberta? I don't think anybody knows or cares. That text comes to us from the fine community of Killam, where they have 98% really smart people and 2% people that don't like hearing about the University of Alberta. You can text us at 630-630-DY. says, Bob, I hope the Golden Knights song is Elvis, Viva Las Vegas. I don't know what their goal song is. They're going pretty good, but I think they're going to lose in the next round. Mind you, I've said that all year. Mitch in the Greater out in Camero says, Bob, when you get time, could you please squash the Krug for Clefbaum rumblings? Even Shirelli isn't that dumb, is he? From Mitch in the Greater. Well, in fairness, uh, you know, Tory Krug's got pretty good offensive instincts. I, I know that rumor is out there. Oscar Clefbaum's got a terrific contract. He's coming off a very difficult season. Uh, Krug's going to be out a little bit here. He hurt his ankle during the course of the playoffs. He had a tremendous offensive campaign. You can text us at 630-630. More texts coming. Our old friend, the Fizzler, has texted the show. Where did his text go? I thought I saw it. Oh, by the way, we're talking about coffee and energy drinks, and I'm getting the sense that at least 60 to 70% of our texters are pounders of energy drinks and coffees, some of them combining more than one. 
I'll have to find. I lost. Uh, here it is. Uh, Bob, I have four energy drinks before lunch. Uh, ditch the energy drink stuff. Uh, stoffer, uh, that stuff will kill you. Uh, uh, Bob, uh, having two energy drinks before breakfast is how some guys live. It's how most guys die, but it's how some guys live. That one comes to us from uh, Brett. Another text comes in saying, no energy drinks, uh, no pop, just carbonated water. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us, OilersNow at 630Ched.com. Uh, we will have uh, Jim Matheson coming up. <laughs> How about the last text that just came in on St. Paul? Now, that's funny. Bob, ooh, tough crowd today. Do you think veteran radio hosts get veteran calls? Now, that is a good tip. You know that's what? That's the tweet of the year. That is uh, that is a terrific tweet. By the way, here's uh, the Vegas Knights goal song. It's called Panic at the Disco by Vegas Lights. So a little bit uh, different than Elvis. Okay, that's enough of that. Uh, this text comes in say, hey, Bob, any idea what this private jet is doing lapping over uh, St. Albert? Well, I could text the guy and find out what's going on. Don't know if he'll answer right now or who he's with. You have to know, Bob. You have to know. I, I Yeah, it's... It's not always that fast. Yeah. Okay. I, I I don't know what the Kaiser Solze of Edmonton money is doing in his private jet, and it's not Daryl Cates. It's somebody else. So uh, off to a uh, global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. I'm not naming any names, Harold Rusin. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk to Jim Matheson uh, from Post Media. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.